Hey there and welcome to episode 35 of the Better With Running podcast. My name is Zachary Newman, run to PB coach and runner and looking forward to a big episode talking about all things training, recovery and uh, Maddie, your 5k time trial or pacing job that you did on the weekend. Uh, welcome to the show, Maddie. Yeah, thanks mate. Um, yeah, got a cracker of an episode in store for the uh, listeners today and something uh, I hope that everyone will get something out of. Um, and yeah, mate, over the weekend, I saw that you got a nice solid session in with our past guest, Frankie Conway. How'd that go, mate? Yeah, I've been really enjoying, um, obviously getting back and training with other people. And, um, Frankie's, a he's featured a bit on the podcast as my training partner. And we were, um, able to hook up our schedules. He's, um, he's actually doing some longer workouts. Um, you know, he's working with a marathon, a marathon coach with the view to, to move up to the marathon down the track. So I was able to sort of um, piggyback half of my session because I think we were chatting last week about um, just dialing into that um, faster paces, you know, that sub three minute K or three minute K or, you know, 5K, 10K work as well. And uh, he had a tempo that was quite, you know, a 25 minute tempo. And then I'd into six by 90 seconds on 90 seconds off. And I was able to join him for the last, um, I actually used uh, a bit of his tempo just to warm the body up and bang the legs up a little bit. And so, yeah, I did a bit of a bit of five minutes just work with him and then into a, a recovery into the, uh, the 90 seconds. And yeah, as you know, um, Maddie, where, you know, I haven't done 90 second on 90 second off other than doing it as a mono fart like the session. So when you're doing six of them, it's uh yeah, it's 80 minutes and it's it's a pretty intense session. Yeah, it's pretty solid when you said that. That was the um the only time I ever thought about that I'd ever done 90 second on off before. Um and that is pretty solid like when you think about 18 minutes worth. Um and then on top of that you had the five minute effort at the start um what were the what were the um offset like were you just jogging or was it more no, it was, you want to keep it pretty strong so we were sort of running 340s 345 as a, mm. as a sort of solid flow um and then it was just we did it along the yarra um we actually had my um another good training partner of mine uh, alfie Ayla. he actually jumped on the bike and uh yeah got the gopro out for you maddie so you can do some <laughs> editing on the uh, down the track on that one and yeah, it was, um, I mean, the, now that uh, things are really opening, it opened up here in Melbourne, um, the Yarra River was just buzzing. So uh, that stretch along the, obviously opposite um, the tan down along the, the Yarra there, there's um, a good section of, um, it's about a K long between the Swan Street and um, yeah, sort of Swan Street Punt Road. Uh, so if you know that, that area, that's, it is uh, shared bike and you've got runners cyclists walkers and and obviously with rowing as well going there's a few people on the bike who are, you know with the megaphones on their bike shouting stuff so it's pretty hectic and so you got to keep your wits about you going 90 seconds on 90 seconds off so had al 
we managed to somehow juggle the GoPro pacing and encouraging us and, and clearing the way. So it was, it was fun. And it was also different to have that. Um, yeah. All those elements of play kind of keeps you, keeps you um, honest as well. Like you really got to concentrate. And I found that was um, just coming into those 90 seconds, like you come off a float and then you really got pushed down into those low threes and it does simulate a race. And we're doing a few turns. So we sort of get to the end of a rep, jog up maybe 40 seconds and then you know, turn and then go again. And so just changing the rhythm as well. So, yeah, I think overall we averaged 320. So, you know, including recovery. So we'll, we're getting down there towards the end. Yeah, you're looking good in the video that I saw. Um, you're looking strong and looking, uh, yeah, you're holding on to Frankie that quite well and good little, good leg turnover. And um, I think that was a good session for you, um, giving that opportunity to, to dip down into the low threes and then, have to float off the back of that and it's quite good for the strength yeah i think it's for frankie he's got a lot, a lot more leg speed than me he's run um you know he's a 14 30 guy over the 5k he's quicker and younger <laughs> younger legs he's 1500 i think he's run under you know, maybe 356 or so maybe 55 mm. um so you know he's pretty solid as a 1500 guy so when he gets moving it's um it's good just to have that that person there that you really draw on and push push on to hold for as long as possible. And I could feel myself towards the end of the reps, maybe just dropping off him. And it was just a good, a good, um, good practice for in races where you kind of have that elastic band effect. Um, mm. And even, you know, I could feel that at rep four and was able to um, sort of guts it out. And I think that's just a sign of getting fitter and stronger that um, you can just sort of hold off those, um, you know, that, that uh, feeling of really hitting the, hitting the wall. So yeah, it was, um, it was good fun. And then were you able to, um, yeah, if you were dropping off a little bit and then you got that 90-second float, like that probably gives you a good bit of time to just roll through and, and catch back up and then ease up again. for. And so do you start the rep again together? Is that what you're... Yeah, uh, we were starting the reps again. Like I was only finishing a little bit behind him, but we was able to, um, yeah, work the floats together. And I'm probably more comfortable with the solider floats um, and yeah, just to keep the body moving. So, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was good fun and... I think just doing it on the road, it was all on the, on the road as well. So you're kind of on that, that um, bike path. So you're really getting used to, to pushing on that, um, on that surface. So yeah, it bodes well for, um, for Lonnie. And um, yeah, it sort of sets me up now to, to roll into a few more sort of sessions at that pace. And I think I'll jump on the track and do a quarter session in, um, in a couple of weeks just to really get the turnover going. That'd be a good test to um, see where you're at as well, especially like a session that, um done like many number of times so it's one of those sessions where you can look at and make a bit of a comparison and see where you're at um and what then you might need to work on before before the race yeah absolutely yeah and it's um it is good to jump on there and do some of those sessions that you've you kind of have some yardsticks yeah and then uh yeah obviously sunday backed it up with a bit bit more of uh frankie's time with the city tour run um he, he's actually based in carlton so we we went around the Capital City Trail out back from Princess Park, out right around through to Richmond, MCG, and back to Carlton Gardens. So there was a lot of, again, a lot of road and concrete. And I think, um, and, and we had some, you know, there's traffic light stops in there. So it does sort of jolt your rhythm. But I think the thing is with getting on the road and the concrete really starts to, I think, because I've done a lot on, uh, you know, I've done a few runs out at the Yarra Flats where it's at soft surface. It's nice to, to break it up on the Sunday and actually really harden the legs uh, going out on the road. Do you get a few toots? 
running around there because it's pretty. Nah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's a few times. What's that, mate? Didn't have a top off. Nah, no, nah, top's still on at the moment, mate. I need a few more, uh, <laughs> few more weeks. But uh, yeah, how about you, mate? So you had the big, um, big weekend with your time trial, uh, your pacing gig with uh, Jake the Snake. How'd you go? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, we went down to Seaford Wetlands. Uh, there's a good little uh, horseshoe uh, type course. It's probably about it ends up about five point seven k's around. Um, and yeah, you've you've had you've come down and done some sessions there. Um, yeah, it's a great spot. And so we, um, Gemma and I, uh, Gemma was doing a session. Uh, she had a monofartlek, and so we decided to to meet up with Jake out there and. Um, and then, yeah, when we rocked up, it, it turned out Dano was there with um, one of his athletes, uh, Jess Dunsmore. And, um, yeah, they were just warming up. We, we all ended up meeting up at the same time um, at 8 o'clock in the morning. And, yeah, we got out and did the warm-up. And Dane and Jess were doing um, – well, Jess was doing 2 by 5K. Dane was doing 4 uh, by 5K. Um, and so, yeah, we, we let them go off first. And then once they went off, um, and Jake and I had a quick chat about – what the plans were because I knew he wanted to yeah. run around uh, 15.30. So I think he'd done 15.45 maybe uh, back in June. And that was that was his PB. And before that, he'd done like 16.20 or something like that about a year ago. So yeah. he was really keen to dip under 15.30. Um, and so, yeah, he's, I think he um, runs best off sort of a bit of a working into it. So rather than going, going out, you know, <laughs> balls out um, too early and then getting – getting far too deep into the red zone, um, going around a bit more conservative. So, yeah, he, he wanted around it between a 3.08 and 3.10 um, for the first K and then work it down from there. And so, um, yeah, I was I jumped onto the front. Um, there was a little bit of a headwind out the first sort of 2K. Um, so I jumped on the front and gave, tried to give some as much protection as, um, as my skinny sort of body can give, I guess. Um, and then, and yeah, hit the first K in 3.09 um and then i was like oh this is good so and jake said yeah i'm feeling good let's let's sort of move into it so now yeah, then we dropped down to 303 for the next k um and at this point yeah jake was um feeling really good and and he said yeah let's let's hold this and then try to um kick down the last 1500 and so yeah held on to so he was um so he was chatting to you uh, yeah through the first couple of k yeah, yeah. That's, that's a great yeah. sign oh no when as soon as he was doing that and i was uh, listening to his breathing and it wasn't really changing that much from the start. So I was like, oh yeah, um, he must be feeling pretty good. But then it got to about three and a half K and I sort of started hearing his breathing um, quite labored, um, like, like laboring off quite a bit more. Um, so I decided just to back it off sort of, you know, that's even like two, 3% just to feel like you're not pushing, you're not forcing it. You're just holding your rhythm and holding that momentum um, yeah. so backed it off to a 305 for that fourth K. Um, and then I knew that he, with his background, um, in 800s and 1500s, he'd be able to close. Like he's got that anaerobic, um, uh, capability there. So I knew it was going to close quick. So, um, yeah, we, we tried to rip into the last K. I think we got it down to about 301, um, and yeah. finished off in, yeah, was it 1523? I believe it was. Um, it's hard though, cause you go over, you, you watch beeps and then you, you struggle to hit the stop button. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know, it was like a K and a half over. <clears throat> I mean, so one and a half seconds over, whatever it might be. But, yeah, anyways, it was a really good hit out and, um, yeah, a, a good good sign for, for Jake um, leading into track season. Um, yeah, because he really wanted to just close off this sort of 
winter spring base um, with a good five yeah, day. Is he going to be focusing on anything longer than like eight fifteen or? No, nah, no, nah, he's going to go back to the eight fifteens for for this um, next yeah. season, and then I'll I reckon talk him into try to do some more five days next year. That's that's my aim anyway. Yeah, I mean that's amazing base to go into a um, mm. you know the season, especially given um, yeah the challenges we've had, and now yeah to yeah. come in off a yeah fifteen twenty four. So he he closed that really well. And considering he was in a little, so you think he was in a little bit of strife and got himself out from sort of three point five to four k. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. He was um, he was starting to hurt a bit, and yeah, the as I said, yeah, the, the breathing was really starting to labour. But even just dropping off that little bit to get to that one um, k to go mark, um, and then you can kind of almost see the finish line. And yeah. and I know when I hit um, when I hit 400, 400 to go, I remember like turning right, just one lap to go, mate. Cause I knew he was a bloody track runner. He'll, <laughs> he'll, um, he'll use that to his advantage. So yeah, uh, made that call. They made the call with 200 to go. And all of a sudden he's up next to me, uh, pushing the pace through. And uh, yeah. yeah, so I know this time last year, he said, yeah, he was like 16, 22 ish, I think. Um, and so he's dropped yeah, the off that. So I reckon that'll bode well for, for yeah, his upcoming track season. Mm. Yeah. And maybe the point, point um course suited him than um having that mm. multiple laps you know a guy who's used to doing two laps or three and a bit four laps <laughs> and, uh, yeah just having that finished line in the distance where he could just um get there and yeah that's that's fantastic result so um yeah good good to be part of that no doubt mate yeah it was it was i mean it wasn't a great workout for you though like it's yeah. that's um oh. you know if you can get on the front hold that pace and and still you know be able to because it's, it's one thing doing that when you're, you know, doing as part of a session, but when you're actually helping someone out and you're, you know, you're having to sort of think through and hold the wind and hmm. navigate the way through, then yeah, you're obviously fit enough to, to do that. That's, um, that's really encouraging. Yeah. I reckon I felt a lot better that day. Um, Saturday than the last, uh, that time, the virtual 5k time trial that we yeah. did, I felt a lot better this time, a lot more relaxed. And um, yeah, I know that time, like I went out a lot quicker, but uh, yeah, I was just laboring so early. Um, there was a real fight to to get to the finish. Whereas this time, um, I was like, I was still hurting, but um, I felt a lot more in control. And and I kind of wanted to get that five k out just a little bit quicker than what I reckon what I reckon I'll be doing um, the ten k in at Launceston. And I think that's just such a good workout for for the ten yeah. k coming up. And I reckon I'll um, hopefully bounce off that feeling pretty good. Yeah, and getting used to going out controlled rather than going out, you know, flat stick and try and hang on. And, you know, if you go out like you did and was able to then kick it down, um, yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, it's good. And then backed it up with a nice uh, long run as well. Yeah, yeah, jumped on, jumped out, yeah, um, what was it, down a bit in reserve again, down around Devil Bend. And, yeah, knocked out two hours 10. Yeah, I wanted to just push another, well, I think it was two weeks ago, I reckon I did two hours five and then, dropped it back to a couple of two hours and then wanted to push it back out just a little bit more just to increase the stimulus fractionally um, without overdoing it. And yeah, so uh, yeah, knocked out two hours 10 and it was, um, yeah, it was actually a really nice morning for, for a long run. Um, yeah. Out around there as we got copped with a little bit of rain and it was quite a strange weather day really that, that whole, yeah, whole day on the Sunday, but yeah, it's good. And um, yeah, looking forward to, to this week. For sure, mate. Yeah, and I noticed um, just talking about your long run, getting out of that two hours and talking about um, one of your athletes, Maddie, um, we were chatting just off air about the unfortunate 
situation that's just occurred there with um with Katie Dell who's past guest and yeah she was I was tracking um a few of her latest long runs and the past few weeks she's been absolutely hammering them out getting her last ones out done and you know starting to tape it down to have a crack at uh at the marathon but um yeah unfortunately some issues have arisen in South Australia with a with little COVID outbreak and uh yeah, it's um, really unfortunate. So it's, is that official now? I know things during the day this today were escalating that, um, yeah, it's, it looks like what, what's the situation there in terms of her marathon attempt in South Australia? Yeah, it's looking like um, I'm pretty sure I haven't, I don't know, I was on Twitter before and trying to work um, work out if it's been official. And then I don't know, I saw a few posts that were, um, were yeah, a few posts where people were saying that it is official. I haven't seen it seen it actually from um the horse's mouth i guess but the the um yeah it looks like um coming back from south australia back into brisbane you have to two-week quarantine um so it's unfortunate yeah that that she's got not going to be able to um get across and that yeah that was meant to be this this coming sunday um she was going to be leaving so, flying out friday yeah so she'd started tapering essentially mm. you know tape a week today and then found out yeah. the news yeah yeah so what she'd done 109 um k's well was it two weeks ago and then or, or three weeks ago then 102 um and then she dropped down last week to i think it was around 89 90 um and then yeah yeah obviously we're going to bring it back down again a, a bit further uh this week um yeah. like, like 60 60 70 um yeah so unfortunately though yeah that won't be happened so yeah we've been in contact today um and yeah katie uh, said that yeah they, they've got the Gold Coast um, running festival I think it is the 50k yeah. Um, yeah 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 it's in in uh in two weeks so we're going to readjust um, the plans and, and readjust the training to to target that and you yeah, know it's gonna it's like a, it's not just a physical thing it's a mental thing to get back up oh, for yeah. and but the thing is she did it last year um, one of the races that she was planning to run in um some uh, uh, fires moved through the, the trail course of, um, where the race was meant to be held. Um, and so, yeah, we, we had to change the plans that, that time as well. And, and she ended up doing a midnight, um, <laughs> a midnight race. And, and um, right, yeah, yeah. So she actually won that, won that race. So I know she can do it. Um, and she is a very uh, positive person. And she always tries to see the positivities in it because, yeah, she said to me, oh, um, like at least I'll, I'll have a lot of um, like there's going to be a lot of friends and that down at Gold Coast. Um, yeah, a lot more support on course. Yeah, and, a lot more know. support. Yep. So she's like, oh, at least I'll have like a lot of people down there to to um, support for um, for her. So um, yeah, she's always trying to see the positives and and um, yeah, we've just got to change in the the training round a little bit for the next couple of weeks. It's kind of I guess because she is in such good shape. Um, it's more about keeping the confidence high and, and um, put it into a, just a bit of a maintenance block because um, I know the fitness is there. So we're going to put well, in, put in one. You can't get any fitter from here. No, yeah, that's right. Exactly. So it's just a bit of maintenance and, and keeping the confidence with some um, faster sessions. So we're going to do um, a two hour 20 long run on Sunday. Um, there'll be a two by five K at around because I want to get a um, hit some specific uh, 50k pace like not not overdoing it but just getting their boss body adjusted to that specific pace and then yeah with some some of the shorter sessions that i know she gets confidence out of some some fart legs um so even some shorter reps 
some 200 reps, sort of just rhythm running reps. Um, yeah, just to ensure all the systems are active and and she goes into the race. Um, yeah, knowing that she's she's um, she's feeling good and, and ready to go. Yeah, well, I know all the the, the listeners and the Run to PB family will um, yeah definitely be behind Katie and uh, mm. and adapting to this. Um, I mean, I, I couldn't imagine to be honest um, what that <laughs> feeling is like when you I know it's sort of when you have a heavy training block and you've, you've got it pegged in the calendar and you can see the weeks coming down towards taper and then now yeah. there's sort of being that. Um, but yeah, it sounds like you, you're making, a, you, you guys have got a good plan in place and making the right calls as to, to how to navigate it through. So um, yeah, it'd be really interesting to see how it all unfolds. Yeah, it will, it will. And I guess one of the things is um, it can be quite hot uh, uh, over that time of the year, like in a couple of weeks in, in the Gold Coast. So um, yeah, I'm going to try to get her to make sure that on this um, long run that she's going to um, yeah practice her her um, nutrition strategy uh, for the whole run. I know she has been practicing and it has worked well, but we might have to um, increase it fractionally for, um, just to accommodate the the increase in temperature that we might have on the day. Yeah. So moving yeah. around. <laughs> well, watch this space, hey? Yeah, that's right. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Switching gears here, Matty. Um, listener question during the week came through from Andrea on our socials. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening in, Andrea. Um, she asked about, uh, was asking about the best ways to recover from training. So, yeah, that's, um, you know, pretty good, great question there from Andrea as in terms of just wanting to know, you know, some of the things we had, uh, we used personally and what our overall thoughts are um, yeah, it is. Yeah, thanks, Andrea, for, for shooting that one through. And it is, uh, it is a really good question because um, when we uh, when you break it down um, in terms of like the purpose of training on performance is um, that you, if you give enough rest and, and nutrients, your body's going to adapt to the stress uh, that gets placed on it. Um, and so, I mean, if you if you go and sit on the couch you know, all day, every day, then obviously your body's going to become well adapted to sitting on the couch. And like same goes, if you want to become better at running, then you've, you've obviously got to give it that stimulus in order to be able to um, adapt to, to running itself. And so the process is that when you go for a run, you actually damage, do some damage to your body. Um, for example, you're going to get some small amounts of damage to your muscle fibers. And what your body does is, is it recognizes this damage and then goes about repairing those uh, damaged fibers. But in that process, it makes makes it, uh, makes it, a, it stronger. So you don't. Um, so next time you go out and do the same exercise, it's not going to hurt as much, and and hence we get that adaptation to the stress and and that stress being running. Um, so now our bodies, yeah, are amazing at, at being able to repair themselves, and sometimes you just need to let it do what it does so well. And, and that is let, give it time to let it heal. Um, now the time it takes though, for us to repair will depend on a number of factors such as um, like the intensity and duration of, of your run, as well as how much rest, uh, how much sleep you're getting um, and the type and amount of nutrition we're getting. I know we talked about that, Zachary, as you know, one of the, the vital things for recovery is just getting enough um, yeah. and rest and nutrition. I think a real free hit is um, is sleep. You know, it's it's a huge recovery. You know, you can you can look at all the um, sort of 
fads that come through around recovery, you know, whether it's a massage gun or it's the boots or it's, um, yeah, doing all these, you know, like this, the chiro saunas and you know, there's a whole heap of things, you know, there's an age old thing about just getting more sleep and it's um, something we, you know, it's free to do. You can um, just try and, you know, set some, get, get really, um, get your sleep hygiene habits going, you know, in terms of, having a set time goals to when you go to bed and maybe even if you can find a way to get that extra 30 minutes or an hour, whether, you know, just looking at those ways that can really help you. I know when I'm training hard that if I can get that extra sleep in, I know that my legs and just the overall body is just going to recover so much better. Um, yeah. And I think now with, with screen time being a big, big deal, um, yeah. trying to work on those things in, in the night. So you, you're not um, still buzzing when you're trying to go to sleep and, getting the, you know, the right temperature in your bedroom and comfort levels. So getting all those things that you can actually control. Um, and yeah, sleep, sleep for me is a big one. And it's, um, it's quite a, an old school sort of thing, but it's, I think if you can really improve your sleep habits, um, you'll find that alone is, is a big recovery tool for me. And, and like you touched on Maddie, um, that fueling up for runs, it's, it's really important to get it in that window in that 30 minutes, 40 minutes straight after you run to really get something in. Mm. Um, yeah. The other thing it um, comes back to, um, yeah, I guess recovering from training is that it's those easy days need to be easy and mm. going by feel on those days where you are really sluggish and, and um, not worrying about splits. And so having that real division around the, the hard and the easy days and, and making sure you keep easy days easy. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the things I guess that, um when talked about with recovery and some of the i know when i was growing up there was things that you know you should be jumping in ice baths and um mm. that sort of thing taking anti-inflammatory medication um like to, to help make you feel a bit better the next day um but some of those things that we talk about for recovery can actually impact that adaptation process and i mean we train you know, for performance to, so that you can then, you know, we train so we can adapt so your performance can improve. But if those um, recovery processes are, are preventing that um, that repair from happening, then yeah, it's going to it's going to affect your adaptation. And and so, um, like I, I'd trough off a bit of the uh, science behind this stuff. Like I, you know, did a bit of uh, I studied science and biology at, at uni and. Um, and yeah, I know it looked a lot about the immune system and we talk a lot about the immune system and people know the immune system as a role of fighting off infections, but it's also one of the major players of our, um, ad well, it is pretty much the major player in our adaptation process. Um, and so like I, I sort of thought I'd draw on um, a couple of sessions that I've done um, to talk about that process and, and sort of discuss um, like how we go about finding that balance between not going hard enough and going a bit too hard um so a couple of weeks ago i did a session where i went 15 minutes um tempo around 320 ish pace and then three by five minutes at sort of low three minutes or three or five ish and then back to 10 minute tempo at 320s and um so a session like that you know i think it was ended up being about 50 minutes total work and like, workout. yeah it's a big workout and quite a bit of damage done to your body um and yeah, what your what your body's going to do is start to clear that damage, um, and then after it's cleared, it's going to repair it, so it's going to be stronger. 
Um, so when we damage those uh, muscle fibers in that process, it's actually the immune system that kicks in and, and clears it. So I like to, what, what I like to do is sort of picture the immune system as a bit of a fortress. Um, you know, you picture a fortress, you've got the, the barriers around the outside. That's pretty much our skin. that's going to you know, help those pathogens or prevent those pathogens from entering us. Um, even the, the tears in our eyes actually have enzymes that break down the, the cell wall or the cell, um, yeah, the cell wall of bacteria. And I picture that as a bit like the moat um, yeah. <laughs> um, and things like that from then. But then, you know, if your, your pathogens get inside you, then you've got these soldiers that are equipped to um, take on those, those um, pathogens and make sure that they don't um, cause us any harm. So um, that's the same role actually that, that when, our bodies have damage to the cells that, that those um, soldiers they're, they're actually called neutrophils and macrophages they're a type of white blood cell that they recognize that and they launch an attack against those damaged cells um, and that's what we get when we, when um, inflammation occurs and it works best when we have that inflammation there um, and I guess in the past when we talk about inflammation it's a, a lot about um, it being as a negative sort of yeah. aspect you know because you talk about oh my, my ankle's inflamed you know it's it's got pain it's got swelling um even the fact you know when you get sunburnt and you turn red yeah. that's actually you turn red because of the inflammation you, your um your blood vessels dilate more blood gets to the area and it gets warmer it feels hot and it goes red um you know you talk about this as a bad thing but it's actually it's actually what we need in order to be able to um to in order to be able to repair properly um and so it's probably about after 36 to 48 hours of, of that workout that I would have done, that I did um, that 50 minute workout. Um, we have the, um, after that, like after that inflammation process and those macrophages and neutrophils break it down. Um, yeah, that 36 to 48 hours, we get an anti-inflammatory signal um, where the is sent out and the damaged tissue uh, um, ends up you know, being removed and we want to start the, re the repair process. Um, and to make sure you know that that it's done right, you get that super compensating effect where you become stronger than before. Um, and so, if you start taking anti-inflammatory medication, if you start you know jumping into ice baths, um, then what it's going to do is it's going to prevent that inflammation process and delay um, delay the the actual repairing, and, and that can actually cause some scarring. So. Mm. And when it sort of makes me think back to those days when, you know, when we were up at Falls Creek and everyone jumps yeah. into the, um, the, the aqueduct after. Yeah. And I think, well, you know, is that actually what, you know, we should be doing? Because, yeah, that, I mean, it, it's fine for, say, if you want to then, I don't know, if, you have, if you've got heat um, and then the fine. You're trying to do day. a quick turnaround, yeah? Yeah, quick turnaround. That's right. Yeah. You, you want to be feeling good the next day. Um, and then so you, you're not really in that stage. You're not caring about the um, adaptation you're caring about feeling good the next day um, but then yeah if you want that adaptation effect and you jump into those aqueducts um, up at Falls Creek into the ice streams then is that going to be affecting your adaptation process so it's um yeah it's I know a bit around um yeah the structure I mean that's where it's really important with structuring your sessions and they, those big workouts and having those <laughs> breaks and um yeah, those cycles that you have where, you know, you may actually really need to, as a you know, coach and athlete, um, yeah, be on the same page about, um, and it's also feedback on sessions, how you're actually pulling up. So going forward, you know that, okay, these are big workouts. We need a bit longer to recover and let this adaption happen. 
as opposed yep. to trying to just keep churn through the weeks, um, week in, week out. So, yeah, playing around with that, those gaps um, for the recovery is, is probably a pretty, pretty important. Uh, yeah, that's right, because you, you can't force adaptation. Like, it's going to take however long it's going to take. You can't um, increase, like, you know, you can't fasten up that process. It, it, the body just doesn't work that way. Um, and because, yeah, when, what you're talking about there, about that, the sort of feedback um, that, you, you know, that, that the coach um, or that you give your coach or that the coach receives and, and, and checks out um, over the session. Because um, on uh, last week, I did that four by eight minute um, session and, you know, my body went through the normal effects of repairing. Um, however, I reckon just due to a, um, probably a bit too much damage, um, what happens is that, your body starts breaking down um, and goes through like this another level of damage. And that's what you feel when, you know, you start training too hard um, and you feel like, you know, you're not going anywhere, you're feeling flat. And what's happened is, yeah, you've got too much muscle breakdown and not enough repair. And so your strength doesn't increase at all. And so like you, you got to balance, find that, find that really fine balance um, about that. And I guess like what, what you said there, like, um, how, how do you go about, like, other than the feedback, is there anything else you look at from your athletes to see, oh, yeah, maybe we have overreached in that session or, or maybe we haven't actually reached enough um, and we can maybe increase the training? Yeah, and I think, you, you, um, yeah, getting having a look at some um, history and, and being able to go back and look at the way that um, sessions have been coming out and you can get a bit of a pattern about a few a few weeks of um, where things are at. And if there's an overall, I always find if, you know, you're struggling on the, on some of these easier days that, um, you know, you're still really, you're still really fatigued and you might need a bit longer and we need, need to push it back or we need an absorption week. So often I'll have a, a full week of just easy running um, mm. just to really let some of these sessions sink into the legs. Um, you may have had two, three weeks up and then having a, a, a full week down might be enough just to get everything back in line. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And sort of, I guess when you um, see that, yeah, you're going to be expecting to be tired. Um, but if it's something like, you know, you've done a session on the, on the Saturday um, and then you're still feeling, you know, you're sluggish, you might be sluggish on the Sunday and then you're still feeling sluggish on the Monday, the Tuesday, the Wednesday, you're going to start to see signs. And so, I mean, that's what, what we do obviously as coaches is, is try to recognise those signs and, and see if, oh, okay, they, probably, they might not have actually... Um, recovered properly from this session so let's kind of back it off another day let's yeah like you say have an easy week have a bit of a down week and so we can um lift again uh next week and that's going to stop them from yeah getting flat yeah and i mean i guess the other factors in there and and checking off are we are we ticking the boxes on the other areas are we getting the sleep in are we fueling <laughs> after oh, you know, because it's obviously impeding that adaptation as well if you're not doing everything else there alongside it yeah yeah exactly yeah so yeah there's a, a lot of factors but um yeah i think um i think andrew will be stoked with the the, the <laughs> rabbit hole of science that you went down there you're just um dusting off some of your uh science teacher skills there mate yeah yeah that's right exactly that's, that's it right. yeah just just nerding out a little bit on um <laughs> on recovery and adaptation that's for sure <laughs> yeah, no, some great takeaways there i'm sure for listening mate Hey, uh, Maddie. Around the grounds, we had some um, massive results over the weekend. A lot of time trials going down, and there was some races, um, yeah, in various parts around Australia, and even our 
friend over in our uh, linear who's based in Oslo in Norway. She's actually, um, yeah, she's been coached by Maddie, Maddie Heiner since I think 2019, May 2019. Yeah, she, she did have it obviously in Europe. Um, yeah, not as fortunate as us in um, some of the circumstances with COVID. So a race did get cancelled that she had lined up for 10K, but was able to get together with some friends over a, at a track and um, yeah, rolled out a time trial, which is, you know, always tough to do on the track and uh, yeah, 25 laps and uh, knocked out a PB, took 20 seconds off her 10K PB. So that's a great uh, result. And again, as we, we talked about earlier with, um, with Katie, with that cancellation of races, but then still adapting and, and jumping on the track and getting a time trial out. So um, yeah, great result there from Linear. Yeah, it's awesome. So good to, yeah, over in Europe. Um, yeah. But then from there was um, also Josh Harris, who is coaching. Um, he sent through one of his athletes who did an update there from Nick Stokey, uh, who knocked out a 10K PB, 40-47. Uh, so just, uh, you know, I think Josh mentioned that it was uh, it was hot hot weather in South Australia, Glenelg where he uh, ran this 10K and it was, um, you know, I think there's a sub 40 in there and some, in some better conditions. But um, just looking back at uh, some of the notes here that Ross mentioned, uh, yeah, when Nick signed up, he was a 43-minute guy. So he's, um, yeah, he's edging close yeah. to that sub 40. Yeah, that's huge. And then, yeah, in that cooler weather, I know the heat can really affect um, yeah, your ability, and especially in those longer races, to, um, to perform. Massive PB, hey, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, then we had uh, uh, Gemma had a couple of her athletes. I know she watched uh, one of these on the live stream, actually. Um, it was a, a 5K track race in Carl Dunnercliffe. Um, yeah, he, his first ever one um, on the track, his first ever 5K or first ever competition on the track there. Um, yeah, and he ran that in, came in at 20.33, which I think it was just outside his PB. But yeah, a great that's performance great. there from Carl. It's great what um, so New South Wales athletics in line with I think it was at Bankstown sort of a community New South Wales milers meet um, such community mm. races they're putting on so they're really getting uh, I know James Constantine and um, yeah there's a few guys up there that are really working hard behind the scenes to make these events happen and I guess more so make it accessible for for all runners to get on the track and that were probably intimidated previously and, and get on and try a, um, a 5k yeah and they're streaming which is you know really good yeah, streaming it yeah it's amazing isn't it so good and then like i mean yeah jen was able to to log in and watch and um yeah she, she was really excited to to watch carl, carl run around um and then uh, she had another athlete david best ran a 5k up at the brisbane road runners um brrc um Brisbane Rowing Runners Club, that's the one. Um, and he was his second fastest time in 21.45. Um, so, yeah, it was a great run from David. And I know the conditions were, I think it was brutally humid up there um, on Sunday. Um, yeah, so congratulations to David. Um, and, yeah, in the in the same race, I had uh, Jenna Truman, um, who was only 10 seconds off her 5K best running 23.43. So, yeah, she did a, um, a time trial that was... A, that was um, yeah, just just slightly quicker, but that was a, a great run from Jenna, and and she's got another one coming up in a few weeks, and yeah, it's great. To, like the the Brisbane um, runners, yeah. runners, yeah, they put on races um, quite frequently, so it's it's um, yeah, great that they um, have that option 
um, to head out on to, to do the 5K and 10K, especially with, I know Parkrun, I think he's coming back in Queensland in maybe a week or two. Um, yeah, okay. Cool. So yeah, at the moment though, you can you can get out for these races. Um, and then I also had Talia Murdoch and she was gunning for as well. She was like, um, like we had with Nick earlier, she was gunning for a sub 40 and she ran 40-22 um, at right, the BRRC um, event on Sunday. And yeah, she basically ran the um, the last 5K all by herself. Um, and she ended up coming in overall winner um by th- over three minutes so yeah it was yeah, a great run from Tali. huge then, run yeah 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 when not easy when you're out there by that far as well to um oh, that pace so yeah that's a, that's a great run yeah. exactly and she actually negative split like that was one of the aims that i wanted to yeah. want to focus on she did negative split the race and so yeah it was a, a great performance from talia and i'm looking forward to seeing how she goes um yeah when when yeah, there's a, a few more people around, and I reckon yeah, she, she's definitely got that sub forty in her. Um, and then Stephen Menz, um, one of Brady's athletes, um, and Brady's called him here the new king of Ballarat. <laughs> okay, <laughs> dethroned <he's>, Mona. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah and he's enough. taken his uh, half marrow PB from one thirty seven down to one twenty six. Like, that's, yeah, that's a huge, huge result from yeah. from Menzi. And Brady was stoked with that. I tell you yeah, what. Yeah, I mean, it, obviously, um, again, put a, a really solid block in without having the opportunity to, to race. So he's, you know, been able to just keep put week on week and got the result there um, with that massive, massive run over a half. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and another, another one that. Um, it's Sammy McLean, coach Sammy, um, or Sammy the shoe dog, as some of the listeners would recall. Um, he is coaching Jared uh, Caprion, who um, we actually featured him in our socials a little while ago, back in August, because he he'd actually come. Um, you know, we all often talk about these PVs and the heights of um, you know, reaching these new heights and what we're going through now. But he he actually um, yeah he had some issues with his ITB and was really struggling. Um, had a great March and April, but then through through lockdown, he was really in a, um, in a, in a tough spot in terms of um, getting his body right. And it took him a couple of months to work with, um, you know, work on the rehab. He worked with Dane Verway over at um, Run Culture. Um, they developed a plan and, you know, working in line, in line with a coach and really committed to his rehab. And, um, you know, I remember back in August when he was sort of starting to get rolling and getting his first sessions in. And then, um, yeah, just kept chipping away, building back through and, um yeah, then they, they set up a 10K time trial around Albert Park and he went and uh, cracked a PV. So he took um, went under the 40-minute mark, ran 39.06, which was a 23-second PV. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're, they're great stories when someone's um, been able to sort of fight back from, um, you know, come back off the injury and just keep building and then get that PV. So, um, yeah, I was really stoked to see that one uh, when Sammy sent that one through. Yeah, it's great to see, like, um, obviously uh, Dana and Sammy working together as well to, to get um, Jared back up. And I know um, I've had ITB pain in the past and it, yeah, can sometimes niggle for, for a long time. And sometimes you think, geez, I would rather a damn stress fracture or something. Just give yeah. me six weeks off and I'll be back. Um, yeah, so, yeah, massive congratulations to Jared. Um, yeah, to that comeback and go on that, go on sub 40. Yeah, for sure. And I had one of my athletes, um, Anna McPhee, who... Um, she's been a previous guest on uh, Better With Running. She was on Ep 
25 when we got on to talk about her 5k where she you know went and knocked off the pb around the track around 23 22 and we we kind of came off that uh, looking towards melbourne marathon is actually melbourne half uh, the melbourne marathon virtual but over the half is set for December the 6th. So we had sort of hatched a bit of a plan to get a 10K in before that. Um, yeah, the goal was to break 49 minutes. Um, we had a chat on the Friday and, um, you know, I was really confident looking at her sessions that uh, it was really possible if she could just, you know, early on, just keep the lid on it, um, work through, get to 5K safely and then start to kick it down and yeah, executed the plan perfectly. And, yeah, was able to um, yeah take down our old P- PV forty nine thirty five and um, yeah shiny new PV of forty eight oh six. So yeah, it was you know the goal was to break forty nine and then to run forty eight oh six. It was um, okay. I was stoked when I saw that one come through on um, on final surge. I just couldn't believe it. She, I know um, I just knew from the consistency she's had in sessions that there really hasn't been a a session that hasn't gone um, poorly for her in the last few mm-hmm. weeks. So she's just been really consistent. And, and I think the thing with Anna, and um, we, we talked about this after the race, um, is that she's really learnt um, a lot about her running over the last year or two, where we've just learning on those recovery and learning to just even just sending me a message and say, look, I, I need a day off today. And it's like, yep, you're kind of reading your body and we've been able to adjust and, and just little things like that where, previously we may have pushed through um when we don't need to and i think it's um yeah it's really coming through now that she's um yeah knocked off a 5k 10k pp now and uh yeah setting her sights for the half marathon uh in a couple of weeks that's exciting the way she sort of finished off i was looking at her splits there and what that um look at that ninth game mate 437 yeah yeah she found something uh, and then 447 to, to finish off the last game. But yeah, that's a that's a great sign too for, for leading into half. I reckon like it's a uh, if you can nail a 10k like that and finish off so well, um, yeah, that's that's a, a such a good sign for um well or come I mean, up. And that 437 at the end of a 10. Um, mm. I remember when she signed up, she'd run 2750 for a 5k. Oh, so she's <laughs> finishing now with 437s in a, you know in the ninth K, it's uh it's just a great testament to her hard work, very dedicated. And um, yeah, it's just paid off for her. So it's very satisfying as a coach to see that. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And also um, Jack Davies, he had one of his athletes um, roll out a half marathon time trial and another um, another one of our athletes from, um, yeah, outside of Australia. So uh, um, the Texas, I've also been on uh, an interview. Jack's actually interviewed him for the Better mm. Podcast. So, um, yeah, he went out and did his half marathon time trial and smashed an eight-minute PB. Um, yeah, rolling out a one thirty-six. So huge result from Supreet. Yeah, and and he and he gave a really raw account on his. Um, if you're following him on Strava, he did say it was um, yeah superhuman. There was some tough, um, yeah, some really tough spots. He got in a couple of negative um, positions and having his thoughts and pushed through the pain and finished. And yeah, it's just like one of those things and. He actually messaged us. Um, we were sort of supporting him on Instagram, and he um, he'd said that um, he was really appreciative of um, the support he's had from yeah, getting the shout out on the podcast and knowing that the community, even over here in Australia, is sort of behind him and uh, helped him push through, which is which is great to hear. Yeah, it is. Uh, massive congrats to Supreet, and yeah, all other um, runners. I know we had a few more um, 
through. Um, but yeah, we'll probably get get a mention on um, in the next couple of weeks. I know there's a there's a more races opening up and more opportunities. Um, yeah, to to have a dip sure. over some of the races. Yeah, yeah, like you said, with park run and yeah, more events happening and yeah, it's going to be um, we'll be definitely featuring this uh, more around the grounds in the, in the coming weeks. Absolutely. Well, mate, what do you reckon? We've um. Probably time for a run, I think. Time for a run, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The weather's looking good. I've got me yeah. on. <laughs> I'm ready. Awesome. Uh, well, thanks again for listening to this week's episode of uh, Better With Running. Yeah, and if you um, yeah, want to uh, hit us up with any more questions, um, thanks, Andrea, for yours. Um, yeah, we're, we're happy, to, happy to have a chat about it. Um, yeah, for now, enjoy the rest of your run, and uh, we'll catch you next week.